Hello. Today is day 46 of the Daily New Testament fourth quarter. We are continuing on in John 20. Now, early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciples, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the stripes of linen laying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still do not understand the scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying as she wept. She had been over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been over the head and over the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have been taken they have taken my Lord away, she said. I don't know where they have put him. At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize it was him. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was a gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have yet not ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord, she told them, and he said these things to her. And she told them the things he had said to her. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, and I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they have, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the door was locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. He reached out. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus said to him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But they 
are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, that by believing you may have life in his name. Thank you, Father, for raising Jesus from the dead. Thank you, for Jesus, for going to the cross, for going to the grave and what all that entails and coming back uh, and, and, and imparting to us your Holy Spirit. Help us to allow each of these parts that played out in the disciples to play out in our lives. You know, Mary, she went searching for you. Uh, Even when she was in great distress, even when she thought you were gone, that you weren't there. When there's moments in our lives where we don't feel your presence, we're in great distress. Help us to be like Mary and to still go searching for you. Still try to find where your where your presence would be, um, and to not give up, to keep searching. And when we do find your presence, help us to be like her and be willing to go and share it with others. I love how. Uh, when she looked into the tomb, she saw the two angels, which at the head and at the feet, which is just like um, on the Ark of the Covenant where the two cherubim were over it and symbolizing the the, the mercy seat of your throne um, because he has great mercy for us there. I, it's pretty amazing. Um, help us when we are searching for you and we're looking for you and we look in to those tombs of our lives, those areas of our lives that would be considered, I guess, tombs for us, that we see your angels, we see your mercy seat, we see what it is you have done for us there and know that it is restored, it is redeemed because of you, no matter what the situation is. We can look in and see your your presence there. And I, I thank you for that. Um, and then just like Simon, Peter, and John, um, I mean, they both, <laughs> they both went running after you once they heard uh, that you weren't there. They went searching where other people had said... Uh, you were or weren't there because they wanted to find out for themselves. Help us to have that desire to to look for you uh, in, in all areas of life, in different places, um, to not be focused on, on just one area or one thing that we know, but to, to keep an open mind to know that we can't put you in a box, God, and that, I mean, your scripture's full of instances where people have taken you in a way you did something with us and turned it in way more than a tradition, turned it into, I say religion, uh, not in a positive instance at this point, but in a negative one, in the sense that it's a a man-made one. It's one that 
reduces you down to basically formulas and takes you out of it. Not to say that our traditions are bad. They're not. Um, and they, you're in all of those, and you still move in all those ways. But when we become focused so much on the on the, the formula or the tradition or the religion and we lose sight of you, um, you know, we take you out of it. Help us to not become like that, but to be willing to run wherever we hear you might be to see for ourselves. And, um, you know, Simon and Peter, they were running, but it said, uh, well, Simon Peter, same guy. Uh, Peter and John were running, and um, it said John outran Peter. You know, some of us will have different intensities, and uh, in, in which we search for you, and help us not to be in the way where we're we're trying to be like everyone else. But we know what intensity you have given us, and we go just wholeheartedly after you uh, to the best of our abilities. But when he got there, he didn't go in. He looked, but he was, you know, he didn't go in. I don't know if he was just trying to be polite or if he was scared or worried, but he stopped for some reason. I mean, it was noted there that he didn't. But Peter, he didn't stop. He just full-fledged went running in there um and i mean that shows a, a different type of personality he has help us to be like that to be uh willing to jump in and, and go wherever you are without any fear without any hesitancy um you know so and and for us each instance is different there might be one where we're able to do that and another one where we're like john and we stop um but help us to be willing to to search, to willing to go after you. And in the instances where we can be Peters for our fellow Johns that, you know, stop, where we can just run past them and go in and give them that encouragement, help us to be that way. And when we see others being Peter going in and we're being the John, help us to uh, have that encouragement that he did when he saw Peter go in and follow suit. Help us to realize that you will show up unexpectedly wherever we are. And that just like with Mary, where he appeared and she thought he was the gardener, sometimes you're there and we just don't recognize you. But we just need to be willing to be open and trust for you and listen for your voice. You, you, your word says that your uh, your sheep know you by your voice. And as soon as he said her name, Mary, she knew it was her Lord. Help us be like Mary in listening and, and hearing your voice. But And help us to remember that instance and know that sometimes you'll be there in the midst of us uh, and a certain person in a certain situation, and we might not recognize it at first, but that doesn't mean you're not actually there. And then there's times where, like with his disciples, 
where where the room was locked and you just came in there. You know, something that's physically not possible. Uh, There will be situations in our lives where, you know, it's, it's not physically possible in our minds or uh, in understanding or in anything that you could show up there, but you do. Help us be ready for that. Help us to be expectant of it, to be searching for you, to be waiting for you, to not worry about what the world says or the situation says, but to know that locked doors, tombs, nothing will keep you away and that you're going to come into our presence just like you did there. Help us to know that, you know, it's okay to be like Thomas. I mean, yes, Jesus said, blessed is the one who believes that does not see. And I mean, yes, we don't, we weren't alive 2,000 years ago. We didn't see see you face to face in that that way that Thomas did. So in that sense, we believe and we don't see. But we see in a different way. We can see the evidence of of everything you've left behind for us. We can see the working of you and the Holy Spirit in our lives and and in the lives around us. Uh, to me, that's that's just the same as uh, seeing you and believing. Um, so, but it, you have grace on him, and you you don't you know cast him out or send him away. You you purposely came to him and met him in the way that he said was the only way he was going to believe. You know, he told the other guys, I'm only going to believe if I physically see him and I can see the wounds and put my hands in him. And Jesus showed up a week later to him. Yes, others, but specifically to him. And said exactly word for word what he said he would only believe. You do that for us, Jesus. I can't tell you how many stories I've heard of people who had trouble following you and or were doubting you or, you know, being like, I'd, he's not working in my life or whatever. And to me, it's apparent. And others around be like, well, how can you not see God for like all these things he's doing? Um, and sometimes we get frustrated. Help us. I, I ask that you forgive me for those times and help give me... Uh, your supernatural grace to um, to give patience and peace to to those people, uh, and the same for when I'm in those situations too, where I'm I'm the person that's having a hard time believing. Um, but they would, you know, say something to the effect of, "Well, well, they're not going to believe till he does something like this," and I mean, you meet him in that way and then they're just like oh my goodness like you really are real uh, and I, I mean you did that all throughout the Bible <laughs> uh, even Gideon with the whole uh, putting the fleece out and, and taking it back in you know uh, we question you in so many ways of, of what you want us to do and you know sometimes we're just doubting sometimes we you know, we believe, but we just, we want to make sure because, you know, the thing you're asking us to do seems pretty crazy. 
but that's what you do. You you ask us to do those things, to take those steps of faith. So let us not have guilt or shame when we're in those moments, but to see that all throughout your word, and even with your disciples in the New Testament, when you first came back, you gave them grace. You came and met them at where they were at and what they needed to be able to follow you and believe in you. Help us to have peace in that and um, and just trust that you're going to meet us where we need to be. Help us to receive your peace. Help us to receive your Holy Spirit in ways that we haven't been able to before. Um, help us to learn how to forgive one another's sins, to be able to listen. You know, in, in James it talks about confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. Um, yes, Jesus, your salvation, us bringing our sins to you, uh, brings us salvation. But your word says to confess them to one another so that we're healed. And then here it talks about giving forgiveness to one another. And who you've forgiven, who we've forgiven, you've forgiven, and whom we haven't, you haven't. Help us to not hold grudges against one another, but to give forgiveness to everybody. Because we don't want anything holding anyone back, holding uh, your forgiveness from anyone. And help us to be willing parties to our fellow believers to be listening, to be forgiving, and for them to do the same for us so that your your spirit may move freely through us. Um, I mean, pretty much if, when I've looked through church history, every single big revival uh, that has happened, uh, every single big move of God always had uh, intercession where people were being called by you to deeply move in prayer for that region, for that people, for that particular instance, whatever it is you called them to pray for. There was a lot of intercession that happened. And the people there were, um, they all, there's always instances where the people there were as we're confessing their sins to one another and forgiving each other for their sins. And those two combinations, I mean, there's a lot of other combinations there too, but I mean, those two are really powerful and we see them both here because it talks about them being in the room and praying. Um, so intercession, but there's so many things, Jesus, Help us to believe in every every single area and part of our lives, in our hearts, deep down in our subconscious, every area that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, um, and that we submit to you and make you Lord over those areas of our lives so that we may have life in your name. We ask all this in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen.
Have a great day.